Welcome. You are listening to Central Synagogue's podcast, featuring sermons, lectures, and conversations from Manhattan's historic Central Synagogue. I'm Rabbi Angela Bookdahl. Each week, we invite you to listen to messages of strength and hope given by our clergy on Shabbat or Jewish holidays. You can also listen to audio recordings of other programs and lectures given at Central by subscribing to this podcast on the platform of your choice. If you'd like to watch our live stream services or learn more about our congregation, I invite you to visit us at centralsynagogue.org. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon. And raise me up to a world living, oh, safe from the storm, in the shelter of your shadow. I am so honored to have the privilege of welcoming to our Bima tonight, even if it is virtually, Dr. Rabbi Norman Cohen, who is going to be, there he is, Rabbi Cohen, my teacher and beloved rabbi. Shabbat Shalom, we're so happy to see you here. Dr. Cohen, um, was, or he is going to be installing Rabbi Sarah Berman, in case you didn't know. Dr. Cohen was ordained as a rabbi and received his PhD in Midrash from the Hebrew Union College, and then he served in many leadership capacities at the college since, from dean to provost, but most of all, for hundreds upon hundreds of rabbis and cantors and Jewish educators, Dr. Cohen is our teacher among teachers. His Midrash class, which is required for all of us on the New York campus, is one of the most beloved and important courses that any rabbinic or cantoral education student takes. Now, Midrash is a form of rabbinic commentary. It reads like storytelling. And Midrash is the way that rabbis can fill in what seems like is missing in the text. It's how we reconcile discrepancies from one story to another, or how we reinterpret a troubling passage. It's how we really continue to make our sacred text relevant. So in so many ways, as we learned Midrash from Dr. Cohen, he taught us not only how to interpret the ancient Midrash, but how to create our own. In, in, in essence, this was the key of what it is to be a spiritual leader and how we make the text relevant for each one of us in our own day and for our community in this time. So I also want to mention that I had the special privilege of having Dr. Cohen be my rabbinic thesis advisor on the Song of Songs Midrash, and I feel forever indebted for learning from his wisdom in that as well. It seems so fitting that Dr. Cohen is the rabbi to install our newest rabbi, Sarah Berman, because Sarah, who was first schooled in the tradition of visual arts as a museum curator, she has a particular gift for creative interpretation. She knows how to read beyond the initial presentation of any text or piece of art and to go into a deeper meaning, into the symbol of it all. She has already helped us reimagine our tradition in so many beautiful new ways. So we are so grateful to have tonight Rabbi Dr. Cohen, a teacher of us all, install Rabbi Sarah Berman, who is already on her way to being one for us as well. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Gives me, 
It gives me great personal pleasure to be part of this very special moment in your life, Rabbi Berman, and that of your family and in the life of Central Synagogue, with which I have had a very long relationship. This year, unbelievably to me, I'm celebrating the 50th anniversary of my rabbinate, having been ordained by the Hebrew Union College in a, sem in a ceremony that took place at Central Synagogue. I therefore am very grateful to Rabbi Buchtel for her kind invitation and wonderful words, to Rabbi Ross, and to all those who had a hand in facilitating my participation on this Shabbat evening. Tonight marks the formal beginning of a new stage in your life journey, Rabbi Berman, and in the story of this wonderful congregation. You, like our ancestors, Abraham and Sarah, have journeyed from a first moment of insight and calling about what your life had to be to this place, God's place, to this Beit El, to a place helping other human beings achieve shalom, peace, and shleimut, wholeness in their lives. Our Torah portion this week, Parshat Shemini, is a very fitting one since it marks another ordination and installation, that of Aaron the high priest through an elaborate sacrificial rite. The ritual, however, actually began in the previous chapter, Leviticus 8, when we are told near the chapter's end that Moses placed the ordination offering on the altar with the hope that it would be a pleasing smell to God, a reach nichoach. This was the hope expressed in the Torah each time a burnt offering was brought to God, starting with Noah immediately after exiting from the ark when the floodwaters abated. Noah built an altar, offered burnt offerings to God, who, smelling the pleasing odor, odor the reach nichoach, pledged to never again destroy the earth. This hope extends as far back as the Epic of Gilgamesh in the year 2100 BCE, when Noah's literary antecedent, Utnapishtim, built an ark to survive a flood. And when he exited from his ark, the first thing he, like Noah, did was to offer a sacrifice to the gods. They smelt this aroma and gathered like flies over the sacrifice. They luxuriated in its sweet smell. However, the rabbis of old clearly understood the reach nichoach very, very differently. They pictured God not merely enjoying the sweet smell. As the later Kabbalists believe, smell is the most transcendent sense connection between body and soul. Therefore, when the Israelites brought sacrifices with their reach nichoach, with a special aroma, they believed God's presence was buttressed in the world. This is underscored by the beautiful linguistic play on the word reach, which means smell, and the word ruach, which means spirit or soul. What was really being offered was the person's ruach nichoach, their sweet soul, which leads the rabbis in the tradition to beautifully stress that the reach nichoach comes to signify 
a human being who places the best of themselves on the altar and thus underscores the divine presence in the world. And with this, I share a beautiful Midrashic story about a poor woman who could only afford to bring a handful of, of, uh, um, of, 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 of wheat as a sacrifice. The priest, looking disparagingly at the woman, said, there's hardly anything to sacrifice. What has she brought, let alone to eat? In a, in a dream, the priest was told, don't despise this woman, for it is as if she were willing to sacrifice her very soul. Ki'ilu nafshahi kriva. What God then wants are people who willingly give of themselves, willingly sacrificing for others. What a wonderful Shabbat gift for all of us. But more, Rabbi Berman, you have already begun to establish your place in the life of this special synagogue and to add your words, your rich learning and insights, and especially, especially your ruach nichoach, your sweet giving soul to the sacredness of this place. And I am sure that you have already touched many individuals, as the psalmist says, with your ruach nachon, with your indomitable spirit, with your ruach kodshecha, with your personal and essential spirituality, and with your ruach nidiva, your warm and giving and caring nature. Rabbi Berman, this is truly a covenantal moment in the life of this Beit El, this house of God which involves all those with whom you are blessed to work. You have come to this extraordinary moment in your life, Rabbi Berman, on your own path with many unique experiences and challenges and your unique qualities. And in the time that you have already been at Central Synagogue, the members with, you, with whom you have had contact already have come to appreciate your soul, your essence, your ruach, your, your soul, your spirit. And therefore we pray that you will continue to share your ruach nichoach, which embodies the best of Jewish life with all of us. And as was said to Abraham, we say to you on this wonderful Shabbat evening, heyei bracha, may you be a bracha, a blessing to yourself, to your family, to this congregation, and to the entire house of Israel. And to this we can surely all say, Amen. Rabbi Cohen, thank you so much for those words. I love learning. It may go without saying, but I'm saying it, and possibly saying it again. I may have already said it this evening. I love learning. I approach the world with questions, and the more I see and hear and do, the more questions I have, and the more directions I want to take my learning in. I am pretty sure it's one of my most Jewish traits. We are a people of many places, with myriad texts and objects, 
and a web of intertwining pasts. We carry these places and texts and objects and pasts with us. We carry what we learn with us. We've done this since we left Egypt, a story familiar to us from our total immersion in it during Passover recently. We are told that when our Hebrew ancestors fled Egypt, they did not leave until they located and collected the bones of Joseph, whose prophecy brought Israel to Egypt generations before. Because so much time had passed, not Moses, not Aaron, not Miriam, nor any of their generation recalled where the bones rested. Rather than despair or abandon Joseph's remains in a place of servitude, Moses approached Serach bat Asher. Serach bat Asher. Serach, the daughter of Asher. Asher, like Joseph, a son of Jacob. Here was a niece of Joseph's, miraculously still alive all these generations later. Sarah knew where the bones were and made sure they were carried out of Egypt with her people when they left together. I have taught this story from this bima before, but tonight it takes on new meaning for me. Tonight, this is not primarily a Passover text or a text of freedom. It is a reminder that we carry our pasts with us so long as we have a great teacher. Moses and Aaron, Aaron and Miriam and their generation had Serach bat Asher. She knew the stories of our people, stories she was able to share when others cared enough to ask her for them. I learned the story of Serach bat Asher and Joseph's bones from Rabbi Norman Cohen. I used miraculous to describe Serach bat Asher and I use it again now to say that Rabbi Cohen is one of the most miraculous teachers I've ever known. Not just in his depth of knowledge, but in his depth of generosity and breadth of curiosity. He finds ways to ask new questions of texts he has taught every year for 50 years. He knows it all and is still open to discovery. For years now, he has been my rabbi, my teacher, and thank you again, Norman, so much for sharing your wisdom with us tonight. I have many teachers I look to for instruction and for stories and for guidance. My parents, who raised up Jewish life and learning and who aren't satisfied with what they already know, no matter their age, they never stop seeking new experiences and adventures and connections. My brother, who is a perfect example of constant growth and unbounded creativity. Rabbi Bukdal and Cantor Kadrain and Rabbi Ross and Rabbi Auerbach and Cantor Mutlu and Rabbi Salf and Rabbi Lorge, who inspire me every day with their limitless empathy, your deep scholarship, and complete care for this community and for each other. 
in the adult engagement team, again, Rabbi Auerbach and Rabbi Haber and Carolyn and Chelsea and Lauren, who have dedicated themselves to all of us, whose work creates space for us to connect to each other, to Jewish meaning, to central, to the world, and to our own Jewish selves, wherever we are on our Jewish journeys. But I've saved my most important teacher for last, and that is you, this community. You teach me and shape me and lead me to new questions and new ways of seeing and understanding the world every day. I have been extraordinarily fortunate in my life. I have been able to learn from people, from places, from texts and objects, and from the past. In all of this learning, I have certainly found some answers, but more satisfyingly, I have found more questions. For me, that's what the very best learning does. It opens doors. Tonight, I officially walk through the door of Central Synagogue. I officially enter this place where I can join in the work of connecting to each other and to Jewishness and to the world and to ourselves. A place where you can keep learning and a place where I can keep learning. I don't have Serach Bat Asher to inquire of. I have something better. I have all of you. And together, we can keep learning and questioning and exploring for years to come. And know all of your ways and wisdom. Oh, you would keep me safe. And I'd always praise your name. Thank you for listening to this edition of Central Synagogue's podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you're in the loop on future episodes. And please follow us on social media or watch our live stream at centralsynagogue.org, our Facebook page, or on national cable at the Jewish Broadcasting Service. Thanks again for joining us. Shalom.